playing with myself. I play with myself all day long. Welcome back to the Spirit of South Park podcast. I'm your host, Drew, joined as always by my co-host, Matt. How you doing today, Matt? Oh, not too bad. Can't complain. I mean, we've uh, it's been about a month since we last recorded. Um, we've had a little bit of everything going on. We do have a guest on this show who we'll introduce here in just a second. Um, but we've had a lot going on, and getting our schedules to work out just right has been, uh, been crazy. But we're here, and we're happy to be here. Um, so today we're going to be talking about episode 2.6, The Mexican Staring Frog of Southern Sri Lanka, uh, which the title in itself makes me laugh almost every time. Um, we've talked a little bit about us. Let's talk about our guest. Uh, joining us today from central Illinois is my cousin Jason. Jason, how's it going? Doing good. Glad to be on the show. I am beyond excited to have you here. Um and I, I want to explain a little bit of the significance of you being on here. When this first became an idea in my head to do something where we sat down and went through all the episodes of South Park, I, ideally what I, I first had in mind was to have a blog with you where we do a similar thing to what Matt and I have done. Um, but you and I talked about it a couple times, and you're just like, there's no way. The schedule, it would be too hard, which, as I'm experiencing trying to do a podcast and a shitty blog... It's a lot of work, <laughs> and it takes up a lot of time. But always in my mind, you know, you were kind of the inspiration in my mind to get this thought process going. I mean, um, it's, and it's so, been years at this point uh, since you've had this idea. Um, yes. And, uh, you know, I've, I've always loved the idea of going through every single episode of South Park. Uh, I mean, unfortunately, I just, I'm pretty busy between work and life and my yeah, other life happens, right? Other ventures, kids. I guess. Uh, sure. And uh, not to mention my wacky sleep schedule, because you and I have always been polar <laughs> opposites. Um, yes. But any, anyway, I, <laughs> I'm very glad and impressed that you wound up finding Matt. And uh, the uh, perspective of the first-time listener, I think, really, really adds a lot to the show, and I enjoy it. Uh, definitely. You know, it's, it's something that just kind of fell into my lap, and... I took an opportunity and Matt was all for it. And, you know, here we are. So this is, this is big for me because this is, this is almost the realization of a dream to an extent. Like, obviously we're not working on a blog all the time, which good because the blog fucking sucks, but this is, you know, this is kind of part of what I had in mind. And this is going to be awesome because now we get to talk about something that we love and that was a big part of our lives. And we get to include Matt in on it too, who obviously we know by now, uh, what he brings to the table and his kind of contributions to uh, the show and everything. And I, I just, I am very excited for this. So uh, um, so we'll, we'll hit you with the same questions we hit everybody with. As a friend and as a listener, how do you feel about the show so far? Um, you know, I don't always have time to uh, sit down and watch the episodes and, and rate them and review them with you guys. Uh, sure. So, uh, <clears throat> yes, it, Listening to you guys go through each one, though, I mean, it brings back so many memories. Um, so I don't haven't done a full introduction yet, but I'm Drew's much older cousin. By much older, I mean like six and a <laughs> half weeks. Uh, yes. So we're almost identically the same age. 
Um, ironically, I was a class ahead of you in school. I was like the youngest in my class, though. Yeah, you snuck in at the buzzer just to get in before the deadline. Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, you know, everything that Drew said along, you know, this whole series of podcasts, I mean, really applies to the both of us together. Uh, I mean... We were both at that impressionable, I guess, you know, age where my parents would have kicked my ass if they knew I was watching South Park, you know. <laughs> right. So you come down to my house for a visit, and what do we do? We watch South Park. Oh, absolutely, because, you know, <laughs> no one cares what's on the downstairs TV. That's um, right. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, stroll down memory lane, and uh, I'm... You know, I'm just way excited to actually get to be a part of this. So, yes, um, definitely. It's, but yeah, po- podcast as a whole. Uh, I mean, I, you know, watching, uh, watching the show, I guess, evolve and, uh, um, you know, kind of grow into what it is and, you know, relatively quickly. Um, I mean, I think you guys are doing a pretty damn good podcast. So, um, thank you. It's, it's now, you know, I, been I, fun to watch it grow, and I'm thankful to be a part of it. So I, I do want to give you credit for a lot of that growth because you gave me a lot of feedback early on. Uh, one thing I really wanted to avoid was making this a review podcast. And I remember one night, we I, maybe it was heated, maybe it wasn't, I don't know. You and I had a very intense conversation, through text message, of course, about why the review component was necessary and why we needed to shift to more of a review, which is part of the format we have now um and it was it was a very productive conversation and and through that discussion i realized that you know the review is necessary because not everybody's going to sit down and watch this a companion piece you know right this is this is a trip down memory lane for people like us you know who aren't sitting down and watching it so we want to be reminded of those things as we go along yeah i uh, um i put in a lot of miles uh you know working and uh sure I mean, in, well, I'll say various farming and whatnot, I guess, in my, uh, you know, after hours career. But, uh, right. you know, I spend a lot of time holding a steering wheel. So, you know, me actually getting in front of a TV is uh, <laughs> not uh, not always doable. So, um, fun fact. It's, it's frowned think, upon to watch South Park while you drive. Yes. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, a fun fact I think we've recently discovered is that I've actually seen more South Park than Drew has. Because... I'm and that was that was actually what I was going to lead into next is I wanted to make sure everybody knew that you are the South Park ex- expert of the two of us. And that's kind of crazy. More, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which uh, it's it's that's always been part of our dynamic with it, too. You know, we always we remember different things like I just remember the dumbest things. You remember a lot of the finer details that or, or you know, just in terms of seeing more episodes and having a broader knowledge of a lot of it yeah that's i love the show love uh watching the show and uh it's you know been i our favorite show since hell middle school so right uh, you right. know a uh, lot of a lot of good memories you and i in south park so definitely um so yeah i think we'll be able to get into that as we go on here matt are you still awake yes i'm still awake <laughs> i warned matt before uh before the show, I said, now, once Jason and I get into the introduction, it's going to go for like 10 minutes, and you're just going to sit there and do nothing. I'm sorry. I love but, it, though. Uh, I just to get to uh, 
listen to some more backstory here because Drew is always sending me screenshots from his text messages with Jason and with the feedback <laughs> and the change suggestions to the show. So getting to actually hear you guys talk was actually pretty interesting for me. So definitely. Do you have any questions for Jason before we move on here? Um, I don't think so. Uh, although since you were older and a great ahead of him, you definitely picked on him in school, right? Well, <laughs> we, uh, I mean, whenever we were little, um, you know, Drew was over at my house every weekend and yeah, I don't remember how old you were whenever you moved. Um, seven, seven. Yeah. Yep. Whenever we were seven, Drew moved a couple hours away. So, uh, we didn't uh, get, we didn't get to, uh, spend quite as much time together, but tried to make it a point to spend at least a week down there once a year. Um, yep. so yeah, I usually, I'd, uh, go down to my aunt and uncle's house and hang out with Drew for a week and really kept that alive all the way through college. So, yeah, I was gonna say we were still doing that into college and, uh, there were a couple times I came up and stayed with, with you and, and, uh, your mom and dad, you know, and <laughs> we didn't quite get into as much trouble, but we still found a way. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. And we could we could make a podcast of stories from all the dumb shit we've done. But yeah. let's let's uh, move forward here. Um, a couple of announcements. We actually have announcements for once. Um, we do have, or we have been working towards uh, ways for people to financially support us if they would like to. Uh, you can go to anchor.fm, where our podcast is, and... You can support us. You can give us like a monthly donation if you'd like to. You don't have to, but it would be cool because we like to give some of that kickback to Matt Caruso, our editor, who does a fantastic job. Um, and one of the best jobs he's done with anything for us for the pod was when he did the ad, which you probably heard before this show. Uh, Matt and I recorded an ad, and it ended up being like a minute long, and it sounded like garbage. And he chopped that down to about 30 seconds and made us sound like we actually knew what we were doing. Um, so thank you to Matt. Yeah, it was quite for impressive. That. It, it was really impressive. Like I listened to this, it's like this doesn't even sound like the same thing. Yeah. Um, but we want to give him, you know, be able to pay him a little bit more than what we do because he does a nice job for us. And, uh, you know, then in turn, you know, if we make a little more money, we can upgrade our equipment and he can stop yelling at us for having terrible equipment. So get better equipment, noobs. Uh, Matt, do you have any announcements? I do not. All right. Uh, Listener comments. Anything uh, you've come across lately, Matt? Not that I can think of. Okay. Um, I don't have anything off the top of my head, mostly because it's been so long since we last recorded. Um I did notice we are up to almost 60 listeners on average now, so that's pretty exciting. And I think we have almost 1,400 total plays, so that's growing. I Uh, do have one quick listener comment. Go for it, because I was actually going to ask you next. Um, (laughs) And I'll say this is more of a funny anecdote, but uh, 
you get some really great looks from a drive-through attendee whenever you roll up to pay for your lunch and your window is down and blaring across your speakers. Drew goes, and now onto Cartman's mom is still a dirty slut. <laughs> That's fantastic. I, I just I, didn't know what to say and handed her my card and she just looked with disgust and then turned her head. <laughs> I mean, there's worse things I could have said or that I have said, but uh, that would catch somebody's attention for sure. Hey, yeah, it can't and especially be as bad she's... as if it was me saying I love Saddam Hussein. <laughs> that was actually the first thing that popped into my mind when uh, when I said that. So that's perfect. Well, and then what's funny uh, too is like I totally realized like this girl's like maybe 18, so like <laughs> the chances like she might know who Cartman is, but it's like. If you, you know, if you had no context of who Cartman was, like, I could really see where that would, you know. <laughs> right. Guaranteed she has no context. Right. All right. Let's tie up some loose ends here. Um, we'll finish up our last episode, which was 2.5, the conjoined fetus lady. Um, we had Wes on as our guest. Thanks again to Wes for coming in. Um, any final thoughts you have there, Matt? I do not. Um, no, nothing on, on my <laughs> mind right now. I'm trying to think where that one finished for us overall. It was pretty high. It was number two overall. So, Yes, um, it was. Um, Jason, do you have any thoughts on Conjoined Fetus Lady? Do you remember the episode? You know, I I don't off the top of my head, no. I, uh, if, if I say the dodgeball, the South Park dodgeball episode, does that help? Yeah, that helps. <laughs> like, by, <laughs> by their titles, I don't know that I know them all. And I, I mean, I, I can't say that I can quote them all word for word, but I know that I've seen all of them at some <laughs> point in time, more or less. And uh, yes, I remember the dodgeball. Yep. Um, very good episode. A lot, of, a lot of good stuff there. But if you want to find out about it, you can listen to our last episode. Uh, play along scores. We actually had a couple that were shared this time. Uh, we're kind of out of sorts with our play-along scores, but anytime we get one, we'll uh, we'll send it along. Uh, listener Pat, uh, who's also served as a guest on here before, um, has reviewed episodes 2.1 and uh, episode 2.2. 2.1 was Terrence and Philip and Not Without My Anus, which he gave a 36.8, which means he likes Terrence and Philip a lot more than either Matt or I do. Yeah, he actually he actually made it a very known point uh, that he finds fart jokes hilarious. <laughs> yeah, and actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I think he said that in the Discord, and I, I responded that that was on brand for him, so I'm not surprised. Yep. <laughs> um, and then episode 2.2, which is Cartman's Mom is Still a Dirty Slut. Play that in your drive-thru. Um, he scored actually a lower score of a 36.7, um, which is surprising. Um, I forgot what his reasoning for that was. but uh, So we've got a couple play-along scores there. Send yours in anytime. We'll add it to the list and uh, see what the I listeners think. I will throw in a quick note. 2.1. I remember how terrible I thought the Terrence and Philip episode was when I was a kid. <laughs> but I completely forgot that that is where Saddam and Satan become uh, united. And I died laughing whenever I uh, remembered that fact because that, <laughs> that gives me a lot of laughs through the series. Oh, yes. Um, we actually had an appearance of them in this episode, which we'll talk about later. So I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, score changes. Matt, do you have anything you need to change? Not yet. I'm saving them because I'm... Uh... I got, uh, I got a feeling I will have them along the road. So I'm going to save them for now. 
yeah, I don't feel like I need to change anything. All my scores this season have been super high. Um, and maybe I'll want to change it at some point. But right now I'm unapologetically high. Not like that. But uh, we'll see what happens. Sounds good. So let's get into our preview. Episode 2.6, The Mexican Staring Frog of Southern Sri Lanka. There may not be an episode in the South Park universe that I've seen more times without rem- remembering much about it. This episode, like the last two, is also a VHS classic. However, outside of one very memorable quote, the rest is very foggy in my mind. I know this is where we really get more of Jimbo and Ned. For some reason, I've always liked Ned's character, but I have never really been able to explain why. He's unique, but seems to lack memorable moments. The title of this episode is enough for a laugh every time I read it. In my youth, I knew the title... I knew what the title was, and and I was aware of it, but as an adult, as I think about it and break it down, it's hysterical. As I look a little more into this episode, I'm reminded that Jimbo and Ned have a local cable hunting show that is the primary focus of the episode. They battle Jesus and Pals for local ratings, and anytime Jesus and Pals is involved, I laugh. Side note, this may be the episode that Bob Denver guest stars on Jesus and Pals, and it's one of my favorite little bits in South Park history. Uh, Not to spoil, but it was, and I was happy. I've hyped up this stretch of Season 2 for a while now, and just because I don't remember a ton of it doesn't mean I expect it to score badly. I expect this episode to finish in our current top seven, with room for more, depending on how much laughs at Jimbo and Ned. And as always, if you're watching along with home, you can find our scoring sheet to play along on our blog at the end of every blog post. Um, So please use that for your own reference. At this point, if you are playing along at home with us, go ahead and pause. Uh, Use your favorite illegal stream, your old DVDs. Maybe you even got a VHS. Uh, Maybe you have a computer that's been sitting around in your house for a few years that has every episode of South Park on it, and you forgot it was there. Anybody? (laughs) That wasn't directly directed at you, Jason. Um, But yeah, go ahead and pause, and uh, we'll come back and see how our scores match up. That's it. I'm out of here. All right, Matt. Time for the plot review. Do your thing. All right. So, Season 2, Episode 6 starts off with Jimbo and Ned on their show, Hunting and Killing. And they are talking about their new strategy of thinning out their numbers since they are no longer allowed to kill animals in self-defense. Um, so then we go to the classroom with Mr. Garrison teaching the students about the Vietnam War. Uh, he assigns the students a uh, task to interview someone who fought in Vietnam and give a report. So the boys go to see Jimbo and Ned to uh, ask them about it since they were there. Uh, Jimbo begins to explain how him and Ned uh, met in Vietnam Um, They went on a mission, just the two of them, uh, to win the war. Uh, The bomb ends up not being able to drop out of the helicopter, so they land the helicopter in the middle of the entire Vietnam Army, uh, take them out using a combination of uh, guns, swords, fists, and uh, even a horse. Uh, At at this point, uh, we then see how the Jesus and Pals television show ratings are suffering, from Jimbo and Ned show, um, so they have Bob Denver on the show, and it goes quite terribly. Side note: just put Bob Denver's name in there. Have no idea who he is. I wanted to ask so bad, but I didn't want to interrupt your your preview or your review. 
Um, all I know oh. is that it went terribly. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so at this at the, after that the the. Uh, it then shows the boys giving their uh, report on the Vietnam War and who they interviewed to the class. Uh, but Mr. Garrison calls it bullshit, gives them an F minus, and sends them to <laughs> detention. Uh, while in detention, the boys decide to scheme out how they're going to get back at Jimbo uh, for lying to them so that they fail their report. Um to do this, they decide that they should send in a clip to Jimbo and Ned's show of the Mexican staring frog of Sri Lanka. Southern um, Sri Lanka. Southern Sri Lanka, yes. <laughs> um, Jimbo and Ned broadcast this on their show. Um, the, Jesus, the Jesus show finds out about this and basically turns their show into uh, Jerry Springer. <laughs> Um, you, you know who Jerry Springer is? Yes, I do okay. know who Jerry Springer is. Okay. Thought maybe you had to Google that one. Um, no, I had to, I had to Google it to make sure I was thinking of the right show. But <laughs> yes. Um, so the boys see that this is working, so they continue to make uh, videos with the Mexican staring frog to send into Jimbo and Ned's show uh, to continue to mess with him and and get back at him. Then we see that Jesus's show is launching an investigation into what is going on with this Mexican staring frog. Uh, and then to also gain some more ratings, they launched their Too Hot for TV uh, <laughs> DVD series. <laughs> Which, if you lived in the 90s at all, you realize how funny that is. Because every commercial that was on after 11 o'clock at night was some kind of Too Hot for TV. I was going to say, it was Jerry, Jerry Springer, <laughs> Too Hot for TV, Girls Gone Wild. I mean, you know, just some <laughs> raunchy videotape advertisement. Every night. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, so Jimbo and Ned uh, are then found uh, going hunting for the Mexican staring frog to, to try and kill him for the show. Uh, in this process, uh, Ned ends up looking the Mexican staring frog in the eyes and has to go to the hospital. Um, at this point, the boys reveal that it was all made up, um, and they all get invited to tell their story on the Jesus and Pals show. Um, the producer of Jesus and Pals um, eggs them on to starting a fight. Like Jerry you know, Springer style. Just kind of like Jerry Springer. <laughs> um, this causes a brawl to erupt in the studio. After the brawl, Jesus finds out uh, about what his producer did um, and sends her down with Satan and Saddam Hussein. We're about to go um, furniture shopping. The boys and Jimbo apologized. <laughs> um, the, the boys and Jimbo apologized to each other and all is well in South Park. Matt, you're getting so good at that, and I'm pretty sure I've said that like every episode this season. Like your previews <laughs> are good. I feel like I'm watching the episode again. Yes. Um, <clears throat> Jason, anything you need to add in that maybe he missed plot point or something you thought was important? Um, so I'm gonna add a couple contexts, or I guess a couple call outs. Well, never mind. I, I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to ruin too much of the ratings here. But uh, um, so I wanted to do this episode because uh, every year. Drew and his dad would come up and come hunting with my dad and I. So if you could imagine 13-year-old yes. Drew and Jason walking around the woods of South Central Illinois with shotguns yelling, watch out, they're coming right for us. Or, uh, or oh no, there's a Mexican staring frog. Um, uh, you know. Oh, yes. 
thin yeah, out their numbers. Thin out their numbers. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'll say, you know, absolutely no deer were harmed in, uh, you know, those escapades because, well, we were joking and laughing and screwing around and didn't see a damn thing other than yeah, I was freezing. I was not a good deer hunter. No, but uh, regardless, there was a lot of good memories made. So, Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, I don't think I have anything to really add in there. Uh, great job on that. Um, so let's talk about our overall reactions for this episode. Um, Matt, let me start on this one. I, I like that. Yeah, I had I had to change. I, I think I know which directions this can this is going to go. Uh, so let me take lead. Um, now I've been really high on the last two episodes. I wasn't quite as high on this one, but it's still a really good episode. There's a lot of memorable quotes. Um, there was a lot of stuff I actually had forgotten about that as soon as I heard it, it was like, oh, that's where this came from. Um, and so I, I came in, you know, with a fairly high score. It was it was a lot of nostalgia for me, a lot of, you know, feel good moments, you know, memories, kind of like what Jason was talking about just a bit ago. So uh, it, it's a good episode. Is it, you know, top top 10 material? Probably not like when we're all said and done. You know, once we go through 300 plus episodes, it's not top 10 material. Um, but it's a good episode, and it's one I'll always look back on and think fondly of. What did you think, Matt? So every time we have a guest on the show, um, and it's like an episode that they enjoy, um, I always feel really bad when I like, <laughs> I think like the episode's like, okay. Um, so I'll leave it at that. Not hurt my feelings okay. if you shit all over this episode. So, <laughs> <laughs> Jason, how about your feelings on the episode? Um, I mean, I'll you know clearly uh, Drew's favorite word, nostalgia, was huge for me here. Um, I mean, uh, you know, I'll say I'll echo a lot of what Drew said there. You know, does this deserve to be the greatest episode of all time? Absolutely not. Um, however, did it make me laugh a lot? Did I enjoy it? Are there a lot of, uh, you know, comical moments? Is it a good all around episode? I think absolutely. Um, yeah. And like I said, uh, you know, and so going into the scoring system, I mean, this is the, I'll be honest, this is the first episode I've actually ever scored. <laughs> so I watched it like four times because, <laughs> You know, uh, there are certain scenes that, you know, I may have felt a certain way about because of, you know, something in my childhood that it's like, okay, well, you know, I got to go back and I guess kind of rate it on how it stands alone and not necessarily, you know, that other memory that I might have. Um, right. So, I mean, you know. That's uh, what I struggle with every time I score. It's tough. I mean, you know, yeah. it's really tough. Try to be as objective as you can. Um I mean, I don't know that there's ever a perfect scoring system. And I mean, no. clearly the uh, series is going to change a lot. That I don't yes. feel bad, uh, you know, spoiling that for Matt because you guys have watched the pandemic special. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's uh, it, it, it was fun. It was fun. So, yep. Um, quick side note, the pandemic special is actually our most viewed or listened to episode at this point. It's up over 100 plays i think it's at like 106 that's crazy fun fact yeah yeah interesting 
Um, I would highly recommend watching that one while you listen to it, by the way. I agree. If you're going to play along with anything, that's the one to do it. Otherwise, it's a lot of dead air. So I'll explain our scoring system in case you're new here. Uh, we break things down into a character score and an episode score. For the character score, you have the four main characters of Stan, Kyle, Cartman, and Kenny. And they can earn up to a total of three points each. And we also have a secondary character score, which is worth ten points total. Because if you've watched South Park, which if you're here, you have, you know the secondary characters are a big part of the South Park universe. Within our episode score, we have three main categories, relevance, irreverence, and laugh score, each of which is worth five points, can earn up to five total points. And we have a personal score, which is kind of the catch-all, you know, does this episode hit you in the feels? What does it do for you? Which is a total of seven points. And then our scoring system has the extra point, which we call the South Park factor, which if it reaches the South Park factor, it gets the extra point. Simple as that. Uh, We also go over our favorite moment, our favorite quote, and we pick an MVP for every episode. I think it's that time, Matt. Lead us into the character scores. So we got Stan first. Um, Don't do it. Don't do it. I... (laughs) I... Stan, stan, with stan. stan put it on a shirt um, sell it yeah it, it that's where it belongs one I of think. these days um, <laughs> <laughs> um so stan in this episode his big parts uh to me uh were his was his argument with jimbo on the jesus and pals show yes. at the end um and also the directing of the he, he basically directed the videos that they created to send send into uh hunting and killing <laughs> Um, outside of that, I mean, he was involved with the storyline, obviously, but in a very like subtle way. Um, as we say, Stan was Stan in the storyline. Um, so it was that. And then, uh, the Jesus and pals, a uh, little bit, I did enjoy. Good. Um, but yeah, I gave Stan a 1.6. I thought he was Ooh. just above half. Ooh, wow. You are harsh today. Um, so I think all the things you highlighted, are good things. Um, he was a big driving force behind, you know, the whole episode because it's his uncle. You know, he's the reason they went to Jimbo. Um, but for being that driving force, he's not like a main character, which I thought was kind of odd. Um, but he was great in in the fight, you know, on the Jesus of Pal show. He was great <clears throat> with directing the videos, and he had some dialogue. Um, and actually... Stan was my lowest scored character this episode, which, oddly enough, he should have a bigger part than what he did, but he was still my lowest scored character. Uh, but I thought all of his contributions, like and like you said, especially that fight with the Jesus and Pals show, I thought that earned him a 2.4. I thought he was definitely better than half. Jason, break the tie for us. What was Stan? Well, um, I mean, I, I will echo what you said of, uh, you know, Dan, while, uh, you know, an integral part in that driving force, um, you know, wasn't a huge, you know, wasn't a huge integral part of the episode. Um, I really liked, uh, you know, more or less how he's the one who kind of got the kids into the interview yeah. with Jimbo because it's his uncle. And, um, you know, I, I, I guess I kind of liked watching him, you know, um, I guess trying to apologize to his friends and uh, they're scheming at getting back. 
I really enjoyed um, the Jesus and Pals at the end. Um, you know his his role there. Um, I came in with a two point three. Okay. Um, you know, I thought he was solid, not great, but uh, you know, I'm pretty close to Drew. Yeah, and I think, you know, we say it over and over again, but we say it over and over again because it's true. Stan was Stan, and I can I can say that we're just on different levels. Matt and I are, and, and obviously Jason and I versus Matt here versus where Stan um, fell. <laughs> so this is what I'm interested in. Our next character, Matt. Who's our next character? I want to see where you came in here if you were that low on Stan. <laughs> um, our next character is Kyle. Um, and I'm going to be honest, I struggled to find a lot that I liked about oh, Kyle. Oh, man. Episode. Um, Killing me small. I gave him a point five. A 1.5? Or a, a 8.5? Jesus. <laughs> oh. Jesus was in this episode, and you probably scored him higher than a point five. Um, I, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been this surprised with one of your scores in a long time, Matt. Kyle is the one who hatched the plan to get back at Jimbo and Ned. When they're sitting there at detention, it's Kyle's idea. Which is weird, because Kyle's not usually the one hatching those kind of plans. That's usually the Cartman role. Exactly. But this time it was Kyle, and Kyle was pissed. Yeah. And similar situations, you know, Kyle had some dialogue, more than what I would say Kyle normally does, or maybe it was was a little more significant. But I thought Kyle was really good this episode. Um, I came in with a 2.7, and he was actually tied for my highest rated character for this episode. Wow. So once again, we're on polar opposites here. Jason, Uh, what say you? First of all... Oh, I, I wouldn't say once again. I would say finally, because <laughs> all season two has been so far is us on the exact same page. Yeah, we. it's been a while since we've had an episode where you and I were polar opposites. I'll say that, because I don't think it's going to get any better soon. I mean, you're going to give Cartman a three, <laughs> but other than that. Um, so, Jason, what are your thoughts on Kyle? Well, um, so like I'd said before, you know, this whole scoring thing is is quite a struggle. Um <laughs> And, you know, I was feverishly taking notes while I was like, you know, or, you know, things that made me laugh, jotting down points, you know, things like that. I got done watching it the first time and I was like, was Kyle even in this fucking episode? I mean, like, <laughs> I, yeah, he was there and I completely missed him. And <laughs> thank you. And it's like, OK, well, so I gave him, a, I mean, I'll be honest, I gave him a point nine originally. Oh, and OK. I mean, it just, I was like, he was like almost nothing. Yeah, he had a couple parts or whatever. And then I rewatched it and I watched it a few more times. And every time I watched it, I was like, okay, well, while his speaking lines weren't the most, he was directly involved in the revenge. And uh, like I pointed out earlier, I mean, that's, that's the straight up Cartman. Like he's, he doesn't do that. And it was really, really kind of funny to watch Kyle uh, flex out and, uh, you know, kind of be that prankster, uh, you know, going for revenge and how pissed off he was. Sure. So uh, I it, I bumped him up to... It rarely happens, but we do get Kyle like that sometimes. I bumped him up to a 1.7 because of the revenge plotting. I thought, uh, I thought that was worth almost another point. So that's where I settled on, 1.7. And I, I think that's where the strength of my score came from. 
I'll admit maybe I came in a little high, but I was looking at it as what would this episode be with, you know, just normal Kyle not plotting revenge. Like, they did something with Kyle they didn't normally do. And to me, that was worth something. Um, I, I agree. I mean, if Kyle wouldn't have been in the episode, uh, I mean, very easily what he contributed could have been done by somebody else. Um, yeah. But I would say the uniqueness of it for as little of a part as he had, I had to bump him up just above middle. But otherwise, yeah, he would have got a brutal score for me. <laughs> now I want to go back and watch and take specific notes on what I noticed from Kyle because I didn't take very good notes. I never take good notes, and I hate it. I'll get better at it, or not. All right, Matt, go ahead and tell us how much you love Cartman. Cartman, everybody's favorite little fat boy. <laughs> um, obviously, it's Cartman. I liked him. Um, <laughs> uh, to point out a few things, um, I the, like the one. The, honestly, the one part of the episode that made me actually laugh was. At the end on the Jesus and Pals show, when he's like acting like I didn't want to throw the chair at him, they made me do it. <laughs> After like literally, they're like, and then one of you throw a chair. He's like dibs. Um, he says it so fast. Yeah, yeah, dibs right away. Yeah, like ah, <laughs> I was wanting someone to ask me. Um, so that part, and then obviously in his involvement in the uh, the staring frog videos. Um, when he's behind the bush yes. and you can clearly see the stick sticking out of the bush that's holding the <laughs> frog. Um, and then when he's talking as the frog and the other boys are like, uh, frogs don't talk. Um, and then obviously when he, when he's dressed up, uh, for the second video, but, um, so I, I Cartman was probably the, like the, the spots in the episode where I laughed the most. <gasps> I know. Surprising. It's like <laughs> unlike anything Cartman has ever done. Um, so I gave Cartman a 2.5. I think you nailed the summary of Cartman's role in this episode. He he wasn't the focal point. He wasn't, you know, the best thing that was going on. But he was good. And, you know, I love seeing him dressed up as an old woman and doing the voiceover for the frog. And just when he throws the, ch- the chair at Ned, it's it's... And calls him a hippie, I believe it is. Um, it's all very good, but we were actually together on this one. I also came in with a 2.5. Wow. Jason, can we go for the trifecta here? Not going to happen. Dang. <laughs> it's worth a shot. It was yeah. worth a shot. Um, you know, yeah, he uh, he was solid. Um, him dressed up as the little old lady really cracked me up in the Mexican Steering Frog video. <laughs> Um, anytime Cartman does a voice, uh, I mean, all the way back to like when he's talking to, uh, as Clyde Frog and Polly Prissy Pants, I mean, I, for whatever reason, I love a Cartman voiceover. Um, I enjoyed him. Um, didn't think it was standout. I gave him a 2.2. Okay. So not terribly far reasonable. off you guys. I was going to say, I think <laughs> I think that's the range in which, which he falls in there. I definitely didn't think he was worth more than a two and a half. He just wasn't enough of a focal point. Um, but anytime he, he had a part, it was a quality part. So um, I, I think that's a good spot for him. 
All right, Matt, let's talk about Kenny. Okay, well, I'll lead with his death, and then we'll talk about uh, some other parts that I liked. Um, so Kenny's death occurs at the end, towards the end of the episode, uh, when the brawl breaks out um, on the Jesus and Pal show when uh, Jimbo, Ned, and the boys are there. Um, so when the brawl breaks out, um, Kenny ends up getting caught in the middle of two people, and they tear him in half. And then you later see uh, the rat come in and pull his corpse away. Very good. Nothing nothing spectacular, but... Yeah, nothing amazing, uh, but he did die. But the great thing about Kenny in this episode was there was two other main parts that I really liked. Um, it was when they first see that um, Jimbo and Ned were actually putting their videos on the show. Um, and they are talking about how they can't believe he fell for it and, and all this other stuff. And you can actually kind of understand what Kenny says. I don't know if you guys thought it was the same thing. Um, but That's what I'm interested in here. Kenny says, yeah, what a couple dipshit motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> that was exactly what I heard as well. Yeah, that's exactly so, what I heard. Jason, was that what you heard? Yeah, that's... <laughs> I, I'll be honest. I didn't. I didn't clearly get the dipshit part, but I got the motherfuckers. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The first time I heard it, I couldn't tell what it was. I watched again, and it just it clicked like perfectly. So, um, the second part, I actually had to rewind <laughs> to see to make sure I saw it correctly. Um, but it was when they were recording the second video that they were submitting to the show. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, but. At the very end, it pans to Kenny, and he is just mooning the camera. Oh, man. If, if you couldn't tell what Matt said there, because we're all like laughing hysterically, he, Kenny is mooning the camera at the end of uh, the video there. And for whatever reason, the way they do it, the way it's pulled off, it is the funniest damn thing in the whole episode. And it's episode. like the angle. It's like he's like angled, like looking back at the camera. Also, like you can't you yes. can't see his face, but you know he's just grinning ear to ear with his bare ass <laughs> right? at the camera. Yes, it, it's, it's amazing. Great. Um, um, so as you can tell, I I that like that was I literally sat there and and laughed because um, I I had to go back. And like I said, I paused it and I just looked at it for a minute. I was like, what? Did I see fuck? what I think I saw. Um. <laughs> And for that reason, Kenny doesn't make me do that ever. No. Uh, I gave him a three. Oh, Matt. <laughs> you're you're making me question my own score because I thought I'd be high here. I said 2.7. All the same reasons you said. The, the Kenny Moon is absolutely hysterical. Like one of the best Kenny moments in South Park. So, yes, I said 2.7. Jason? You know, uh, whenever I wrote it down, I was like, man, Kenny really does have a low bar. Like, he doesn't have to, <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, that was the hardest laugh I had in the whole episode was Kenny mooning the camera. Um, so, you know, I, I originally rated him a little higher. And then I was like, man, you know, I'm give like, he has such a low bar to get a good score. Now, I have did back it down and I settled on a 2.2. Oh, we might issue you a live score correction. If you would like to adjust that now, we'll let you. You don't have to, but if you'd like to. I've watched this episode four times. I've changed every one of these scores repeatedly. That's where I settled, and I'm sticking to it. Okay. I like it. I like it. Um, <clears throat> go ahead, Matt. All right. Um, on to the secondary characters. Uh, so keep in mind that these 
the secondary character score is out of 10. Um, so in this episode, um, in this episode, we have a limited number of secondary characters, but the ones that are in it are really good. Um, so you've got Jimbo and Ned. You have Jesus, Jesus's uh, show producer, Mr. Garrison, Mr. Mackey, uh, the hunting and killing producer, uh, and Bob Denver, whoever the whoever the hell that is. <laughs> I I Kill somehow him, didn't even put Bob Denver on my uh, my secondary characters list. Shame on me. Uh, the great part is I have no idea who he is, but like, so when they're sitting there, just and he's just like, yeah, I just landed, <laughs> and it's just dead quiet. It was it, it, it was is, funny. It's like watching normal daytime television. It's absolutely <laughs> awful. Um, um, go ahead. Okay. What I was going to say is so so you've got Jimbo and Ned. Obviously, they have their show, um, the Vietnam scene uh, when they're explaining to the boys uh, kind of their backstory. Um, obviously, you have Jesus and his producer and and everything they're trying to do to you know compete against uh, hunting and killing. Um, you've got, uh, Mr. Garrison, uh, calling all of this stuff bullshit. And then <laughs> Mr. Mackey, who we do see for a very brief amount of time, but obviously we get a few mks in there. Um, and then you have the hunting and killing producer and cameraman. Um, the funny part with them was when, uh, they're in the car to go hunting and uh, they found out their viewership went up, and Jimbo goes, "Oh, sweet! Does that mean we make more money?" He says, "No, but it means I do." Um, <laughs> it's like, "Oh, that's that's realistic. That's like yeah, the, very the real accurate. thing." Uh, and then obviously Bob Denver, kind of how we mentioned br- briefly there. Um, but yeah, I really liked uh, the secondary characters in this episode, and they obviously played a very heavy role uh, in the storyline. Um, so I gave the secondary characters a score of a nine point five. Wow, that's pretty strong. I I can agree with that. Yeah, definitely strong. Um, so I'm going to take a little bit of my time here to educate Matt on who Bob Denver is. Oh boy, Matt, have you ever <laughs> seen have you ever seen or heard of the show Gilligan's Island? Uh, I've heard of it. Um, so Bob Denver was the actor who played Gilligan. That's the best way to put it. Um, he he died in 2005. That's what I'm reading here. So what you were like. Six, seven, seven, yeah. So, probably not not something. And if you're not familiar with, with Gilligan's Island, you're probably not going to pick up on that or really care anyway. But now you know who Bob Denver was. Okay. <laughs> um, secondary characters here. <clears throat> I think you did a nice job summarizing them. I was a big fan of seeing young Ned. Oh yeah. At, at, in the Vietnam Vietnam times, which was was fun. Um, when <laughs> when Garrison. Uh, gives the boys an F minus on their report, and Kyle's like, "Wait, can he do that? Huh. Like, is that even possible?" There's another Kyle moment for you. Um, wow. Let's see, Mackie as a detention monitor, <laughs> he would say "Shh, okay," which cracked me up every time because why would you say "MK" after that? <laughs> um, but my favorite, and I guess they're secondary characters. Maybe they're not even that. But the audience members of the Jesus and Pals show. <laughs> Damn it, that's when they're going. when they're <laughs> when they're interviewing them and they're like, you know, he needs to get a job, you bum, and all this kind of stuff. You need like you'd see on a trashy television show. And get you a hero. <laughs> like yes, this lady yes, is just talking about her it. husband she rescued. <laughs> Michael Jackson. 
<laughs> and that was my one of my favorite characters from just random characters, the Michael Jackson guy. Because one, he's calling Jesus Montel, Montel. which <laughs> back in that time, there was another show called Montel, which was daytime trash TV, just like that. Obviously, Montel and and uh, Jesus look nothing alike. But then the whole Michael Jackson tangent just it gets me every time. So yeah, uh, secondary characters were great. I came in just a little bit lower than Matt with an eight point nine. Um, you know, uh, this whole episode was made up of good secondary characters. Um, the whole Garrison flashback about Vietnam had me rolling. <laughs> Uh, you know, he's like, we're going to do a report on Vietnam. And they're like, well, what's Vietnam? And then like, he gets really quiet, you know, he's, uh, imagining like all, you know, war is hell is singing, you know, and like all these people are blown up. The next thing you know, he just starts fantasizing about shirtless people and soldiers and, uh, <laughs> shirtless men, shirtless men. Yes. And then, well, it's not my favorite quote. I hope I don't steal it, but. I died laughing when one of the soldiers, uh, <laughs> soldiers is heard saying, where can I hide this big pipe? <laughs> and, Garrison, <Yeah. laughs> and Garrison gets such a look on his face. <laughs> and everybody in the classroom's watching him like, what the hell's going on yeah. with this guy? <laughs> what the hell's going on with him, you know? And, and you know I, what is many times as I've seen this episode, I don't know if I ever caught the big pipe thing before. Oh my god, I, <laughs> I did not. I backed <laughs> it up like three times, and I kept <laughs> laughing at it, man. But uh, if you watch the actual video in the flashback too, there is a guy holding a big pipe, and it's, it's like just, a oh, yeah, it's, it's like a mortar pipe, you know? Yeah, where yeah. can I hide this big pipe? And Garrison, oh, it's it's good. <laughs> Uh, Garrison just Matt, you his... need to go back and catch that. Well, uh, I, I so I saw the part where the dude was holding it, but I guess I I didn't pay attention to what the hell he was talking about. A big pipe. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad I didn't steal somebody's quote with that. But uh, no, you're good. But but yeah, the uh, the guy who kept calling Jesus Montel, the uh, like straight up white trash, uh, you know. Um, in the people, audience, people in the audience, yes. I mean, just such a good rip on Jerry Springer. Um, yes, Ned, Jimbo, uh, whatever you know. Uh, Jimbo gets on that horse and pulls out a sword and just starts <laughs> like galloping around, decapitating the Viet Cong. Uh, I mean, just so ridiculous and so funny. It um, is. The, the whole fight scene in general was just so much fun. It was way over the top, but absolutely, absolutely hilarious. Yeah, and then we <clears> get to hear we get to hear Ned's voice, which is great, and learn how right? he, and learn how he loses an arm because a grenade goes off too quickly fighting the Viet Cong. <laughs> um, and then he continues to slap down like five of them with his one good arm. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, just solid, solid secondary characters. I came in at a nine point two. All right, we're all fairly close there. We're not too far apart. Um, and I think it's well-deserved. I, I I feel like I was low on the secondaries there. Uh, any other thoughts on secondary characters before we wrap up our character scores? Not for me. I did enjoy the uh, Satan and Saddam Hussein at the end. That made me laugh. Yeah, that's the th thing I was thinking about. They make just such a brief cameo appearance there, and I, I couldn't remember if that was their first appearance together it is. as a couple or if that had actually happened in the Terrence and Phillip episode, too. But I, I 
wasn't 100% sure on that. Either way, we know they're in hell and we know they're together and that's where they should be. Uh, let's talk about episode scores. <clears throat> um, I usually lead off here. However, I'm going to throw a curveball if you'll let me. Um, I want to see what you guys came up with relevance before I get into relevance. Because I'm still kind of I'm still kind of out there on that, and so Matt, I'm going to guess by that sound you just made that relevance was not a high score for you. Um, no, it wasn't. I mean, obviously the big one is Vietnam uh, that I saw, saw. Um, yeah. and that and that's where I kind of struggled. Is kind it was like the way they kind of like mocked it, and it was like, oh, it was so easy. Two guys took out the whole army. Kind of fell under a reverence as well. Yeah. Um. And then, kind of the relevance also of uh, obviously the Jerry Springer show. Yeah. Um, although that's no, that's kind of more a reverence. Um, I think I honestly think a lot of it falls in both categories. And that that was the hard part for me. It's like I couldn't. But other than that, I didn't really see much. Um, on the relevant side, I gave it a one point nine. Okay. Uh, Jason, what did you see for relevance? I am going big and polar opposite because, I mean, uh, everything about that episode brought me back to the late 90s. Um, I mean, <laughs> like Vietnam, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, there's still a lot of Vietnam veterans today, but, um, yeah, I mean, there were a ton of Vietnam veterans back then. Uh, you know, the Jerry Springer thing was huge. Um, yep. I mean, clearly they weren't as ridiculous, but like television hunting shows were a huge thing back then. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean like, I remember watching those with my dad, you know, on like Sunday afternoon and stuff. Um, right. Cause they were always on TV. Absolutely. Yes. And, uh, I mean the, the too hot for TV Jesus and pals, I mean, just, <laughs> you know, you, you couldn't stay up past 10 o'clock back in the late nineties without, you know, some semi-pornographic, you know, uh, you know, too hot for TV video cassette being, uh, you know, being trying you're, to be peddled to you. You're not wrong. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, everything about it, I think, was very current for the time. Um, mm -hmm. You know, whenever I was, I don't know how old I would have been when this came out, 13 or something, you know, maybe yeah. the uh, satire of it might have been lost on me. But, you know, looking back now, I mean, it was as current as could be, I thought. So yeah. I came in at a 4.5. Wow. You know, I felt my score was a little high, and I felt like I was kind of struggling to find things that I thought were relevant. But after hearing you go on about it, it's like, oh, yeah, it was all right there in front of me the whole time. Um, I came in with a 3, which, you know, is is pretty well in between where you guys were. Um I, I was thinking about how, you know, the, the Michael Jackson stuff, like that was pretty relevant for the time. Saddam was still relevant. Vietnam was still kind of fresh in everybody's mind, you know, because it really hadn't been that long ago. And like you said, there were Vietnam veterans everywhere. And one thing I wanted to bring up for relevance, and I'm not sure if this is relevant or not, but it's a fun tangent I wanted to get on with Jason. How about the parallels of the Mexican staring frog of southern Sri Lanka to Bigfoot? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Um, not to go on too much of a tangent here, but, uh, Who, who's big Jason, <laughs> what's that? Who's big, who's big foot. <laughs> they recently uh, started you... making saxophone videos on YouTube. But... <laughs> yeah, I saw yeah, it. That right. was awesome. 
Um, Jason and I know somebody who's an avid Bigfoot hunter, goes out into the woods all over the United States and hunts for Bigfoot. Um, he investigates I, claims of Bigfoot sightings as well. Investigates sightings, yes. I may or may not have been on a Bigfoot hunt or two just for the, the shits and giggles of it. Uh, basically, it's where you go camping and then at midnight you go stand in the woods and yell. Um, <laughs> and Bigfoot likes candy bars, so you try to bait him with candy bars too. But as I was watching today and uh, <laughs> they, uh, you know, they had the video, the first video of the Mexican staring frog. And it's just like this little green blur. blur. And it's like, oh, that reminds me of Bigfoot because there's all these people that think they've seen Bigfoot and talk about Bigfoot. And that's all we have. That's the only evidence we have. Like we have the Patterson tape and a bunch of blurry stuff. That's it. Yeah, I know enough about Bigfoot. I know the name of the tape. Um, (laughs) But I just thought it was interesting and I thought it would be something fun to uh, bring up because I did see some parallels there that I thought were fairly relevant. So Yeah, I mean, I, I think they were definitely trying to, uh, you know, go down that Bigfoot cryptozoology road there, which, <clears throat> you know, really yes. was good for some laughs. And, definitely. Uh, I mean, I you've alluded it, just the to absurdity. it, but the absurdity uh-huh. of the name of a Mexican frog from southern <laughs> Sri Lanka is just, I love it. Yes. Like I said, makes me laugh every time. So let's talk about irreverence. Um, I'll go ahead and start here like I'm supposed to. I thought this episode was filled with it. Um, Vietnam obviously was a big deal. And they just mocked the whole thing. Like they're showing carnival rides. Um, they're they're showing, you know, I, at one point Jimbo's like, I just gotten off the Ferris wheel. And then they're having the, the conversation later about the log ride and like, oh, you guys had a log ride? We only had that shitty little dinosaur water roller coaster or whatever. Um, I was in Tet. We, we only had the roller coaster, you poor bastards. <laughs> and, then, and then Jimbo follows that up with, yeah, that war was hell for everyone. That war was hell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, they, they mock it really bad. And anytime Jesus is in the South Park episode, I'm going to bump up the irreverence because... I grew up with a bunch of super religious friends and super religious people. And I remember how they would all be terrified of South Park because they made fun of Jesus. Um, and I I guess I'm going to hell for watching South Park. I don't know yet. That's another story for another day. Um, but I came in. I gave it the full send. I went five for a reverence. Oh, Matt? Uh, uh, <laughs> Matt came in with a point two. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> I did come in with a two, uh, okay, but not we a point the decimal. two. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, and here, here was my problem again because it was like, obviously, now that you guys are talking about like these uh, too hot for TV being like every commercial back in the day, like I would have put it under relevance if that was like the case that I like actually knew about. But I actually listed it under irreverence um, with how like. They were putting it on the Jesus show. Uh, oh, I thought that was interesting. Good catch. Um, and then I double dipped them there. Uh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And then I totally missed it. And then putting like the KKK and the topless girls on there, obviously. And um, that I put it under there. Uh, obviously, now that now that I talk to you guys, it probably sounds like it was a little bit more relevance. Um, but yeah, I came in with a two for irreverence, Jason. Um. So, I mean, you know, Vietnam was a lot bigger thing, talked about a lot. Um, they mocked the entire thing. Um, <laughs> the fight scene. 
Yeah, the fight scene uh, with, you know, with Jesus as Jerry Springer. I mean, any, <laughs> anytime you have Jesus as Jerry Springer, uh, you know, you're not, you're going to be above a half in my book on an irreverence score. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I guess I settled at a 4.0. Because um, like I said, I was double dipping a lot of those, I guess in my mind, uh, you know, a lot of those things were relevant to the day and irreverent of what was going on th- in the day. So sure, that's, uh, I guess, how I, I, how I, I definitely under- there. understand your point of view of not being sure about double dipping or necessarily wanting to give too much credit to one or the other. When I do my irreverence score, it always comes down to whether or not there's like a hot button issue. And like I said, Jesus is always a hot button issue. Something that people obviously were very concerned or um, involved in, like with Vietnam. Like it's it's really easy to get a high irreverence score from me there. But um, yeah, very irreverent episode, I thought. How about laugh score? I laughed a lot. You know, it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't the best episode. It's not my favorite episode. But it's a good episode. There's a lot of little moments that make you laugh. Um, the the Montel guy gets me. You know, just the name of the episode. Kenny mooning the camera. Cartman dressed up as an old woman. The Bob Denver appearance. I, I love the way the, the guy introduces him in the episode. Bob Denver. You know, it, it just it cracks me up every time. And I, I would remember going around just randomly doing the Bob Denver thing like that. And I don't know if anybody ever laughed at it, but I did, and that's what's important. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a lot of good laughs, so I came in with a 4.7. Um, there was definitely funny parts in this episode. Obviously, we both we all just laughed for a solid 20 minutes over the whole Kenny simply mooning a camera. <laughs> um, we mentioned it a few times now, the Too Hot for TV. Um the boys thinking it was so hilarious that they were doing this whole thing to Jimbo. Um, you've got Jimbo and Ned's story, like you guys touched on, uh, coming in with the horse. Um, and then, obviously, the Jerry Springer version of Jesus and Pals. Um, so, I definitely laughed. Um, so, I gave it a three. <laughs> wow. You just gave, like, a dissertation on why it was a funny episode, and then you gave, like, a three. Which, uh, you know... A three's above half. It's decently above half. I expected you to come in way higher than that, though. I just I was really caught off guard there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, it's a three. <laughs> All right, Jason, what say you? Uh, you know, um, like I said at the beginning, probably not the best episode ever, but you know, ton of yeah. little parts, and the more I watched it, the more I picked up, and I'd say the more I chuckled, but. I mean, big call-outs for me was Garrison's flashback in his head of Vietnam <laughs> vets. I That cracked me up. Um, you know, the fight scene, Ned and Jimbo. Um, let's see, you covered some of these. Um, Ned going catatonic after, <laughs> after Jimbo chucks a grenade at the <laughs> Mexican staring frog and flips him around just the moment that... Uh, that Ned's about ready to pounce and shoot, uh, you know, shoot the frog. Uh, Jesus drops an F bomb at the oh, end. Yes. That's a good catch. I forgot about I that. I forgot about that. Yes. Yeah. So that also played into my er- er- uh, irreverence score. And, you know, uh, Saddam and Satan as a couple always cracks me up. So I really like Saddam and Satan. 
Um, yes. I came in at a very solid 4.2. Um, what was, oh, one thing uh, I thought about while you were talking there was, uh, when they were in the helicopter, Jimbo and Ned going to find the Viet Cong army and, uh, uh, Ned's handing out muffins and something else. I can't remember what else it was he had, but that, that made me laugh too. Cause I mean, they're just clearly mocking, uh, Vietnam yet again, but right. I thought that was a, a piece that needed to be mentioned. So, uh, personal score, a lot of nostalgia here for me. Um, my favorite quote when we get to it is one that I've used and said several times in my life, and it, it's one that that holds close to me. Um, the Montel guy is always one that sticks in my head, too. So there's a lot of good stuff here. Personal episode, like I said, it's a VHS classic, so it's going to get the extra bump. Um, I came in with a 6.7. Um, well, I think you kind of know where mine's heading here. Three point two. Um, that's actually really, really close. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but so, so I thought, kind of as I've given these scores, I thought a lot of these categories were in the middle, right? Um, but it did have a few moments that made me laugh a little bit, uh, specifically Kenny's butt. I don't know why I found that so funny. Um, but. Because of that, I gave it another little edge here. I give it a 3.6. Ooh. Um, for me, I mean, I liked the episode. A lot of nostalgia. Um, again, you know, this is my first episode really going through the scoring system, uh, you know, while I was uh, while I was watching. And, uh, you know, I rewatched it and argued with myself constantly. Um, I finally settled on a 5.6. I thought it was, uh, you know, very good, solid episode. Probably not, you know, nowhere doesn't deserve to be at the top of the list of South Park, but I mean, it was a good episode. I agree. Um, I knew I'd be coming in as the high guy there, but I think we can all agree on this one. The extra point is good. It is good. Yes. Um, so let's look at our composites here. Um, I came in with the highest character score of 19.2, which surprises me. Um, I also came in with the highest episode score of a 20.4. Composite-wise, I had the highest composite with a 39.6. Jason came in between me and Matt with a 36.9. Nice. And Matt had a low total of 28.6. Yes, I did. That brings us to a 34.1 overall. Matt, you do your thing. Figure out where that goes in our overall rankings. And we're going to talk about our favorite moment, favorite quote, and MVP. Uh, Jason, we'll let the guests go first. Go ahead and tell us what your favorite moment was. Oh, if I had to pick just one favorite moment, um, I think I'm going to have to go with the whole Ned and Jimbo Viet, uh, Vietnam flashback. Um just the whole ridiculousness of it, uh, you know, that Ned and Jimbo are telling these kids that they personally, single-handedly, <laughs> you know, uh, one arm, one-handedly down after Ned blew his arm off, yeah, defeated right. the entire Viet Cong army. And uh, just the whole absurdity of all of it, the amusement rides, the horse, the sword, uh, I mean... Uh, I don't know that that's probably up there for the moment. And we get to hear Ned's voice. So yes, we I, get to hear normal Ned. Yeah. We get to hear normal Ned. And, 
they even have what? a little they have a little dialogue about uh you know jimbo says you know those things will kill you right you know, as he's smoking oh, a cigarette yes. in the back of the helicopter he's like nah don't worry about me mate we'll be fine or you know something like that <laughs> i just right <laughs> just dying laughing you know knowing that you know ned loses his voice box and has to use the best the best form of uh foreshadowing right there right exactly so you know I, from I, for, for me that was one of my favorite episodes yeah Definitely, the, just that whole that whole bit is is really good. Um, I don't know if it how many episodes it comes up in, but Ned's last name actually gets said, and I don't know how common knowledge that is. His last name's Gerblansky, yes. which for whatever reason I think is a hilarious last name. Um, but I don't, and that's why I was wondering when I watched it this time was how many times does his last name come up in South Park? So I'm going to keep watching that as we move forward. It's not often. I don't know if no. it's a one time or. Yeah, that's, and that's that's, that's what question. I'm wondering. Whatever reason, I've always known it, probably because I've seen that episode a thousand times. Um, but I don't know. Matt, what was your favorite moment? Um, so my favorite moment um, was Kenny mooning the camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I figured that was going to be somebody's, um, and I actually thought Jason was going to go with Garrison's non flashback, but that's a close second. I had. Those I figured two that's start. kind of where you were. We're, we're yes. tossing back and forth there. Um, Kenny's mooning. We already talked about it. One of the highlights of the episode. My favorite moment was the Michael Jackson speech by the Montel guy. <laughs> <laughs> because I can't tell you how many times I think about it. Anytime somebody like in my life still to this day is telling me something about someone, like telling me something shitty they did, and then they're like, oh, but he's still a good guy. My mind goes right to, yes, he did touch some kids, but it's Michael Jackson every damn time. And I'm 34 years old. Um, so that was my favorite moment. How about favorite quotes? Uh, <clears throat> so I'm going to read my setup to this. Okay. Cartman um, says to Jimbo in reference to Vietnam, was it fun? <laughs> Kyle chimes in, Cartman, what kind of a stupid ass question is that? You know, so he leaves you to the cliffhanger of, you know, trying to be a respectable person. Then he says, of course it was fun. <laughs> and that's when Jimbo, um, Jimbo chimes in with my favorite quote. Sure, it was fun. Not like going to the circus fun or fly fishing in Montana fun. <laughs> Vietnam was more like shoving broken shards of glass up your ass and sitting in a tub of Tabasco sauce fun. <laughs> I don't know why I just thought that was so I'm, over the top and cracked me up. So I thought I'm laughing be so hard because that is actually my favorite quote as well. It was also mine. <laughs> no, did we, no we just way. did a clean sweep on we the quote? We had the trifecta. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a first because I, I I know maybe we've done it once, but we usually pivot. But this this is such an iconic quote for me that there's no pivot. Um, this is oh I've got one. I was going to say, I don't I, I, I have another one. I don't know that I would call it a pivot because it's very far behind it. But Yeah, I, I just want to say there's multiple times in my life where I've said this quote obviously changed, you know, like somebody's like, oh, you having fun? I was like, yeah, like shoving shards of glass in my ass and sitting in a tub of Tabasco sauce. And nobody's ever heard it before because there's not that many people that watch South Park, but it always catches people off guard. I suggest you try. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other memorable quotes you guys might want to share here since we, we did the uh, clean sweep. I will you let Matt go, go 
I'll let oh, you okay. go, and just in case, I don't want to steal your thunder here, but then I'll I'll keep this one if you don't if it's not covered. Oh uh, yeah, I don't think this one would be yours because um, it's Cartman. Uh, just because I love Cartman so much, uh, and it's at the end. He goes, "Yeah, I didn't want to do it, Jesus. They made me do it." <laughs> <laughs> yes, and um, that one's one that can go missed if you're not looking for it. Yeah. So I love the dry humor of Jimbo. And or I, I just say I shouldn't say dry humor, just how flatly he spits out ridiculous things. So at the <laughs> yeah. very end, Kyle says, "We're sorry for turning Ned into a vegetable," and Jimbo says, "It's okay. <laughs> I'll just take him home and show him some good hardcore mm. porn, and he'll snap right out of it." Yep. <laughs> my my favorite thing about that is when I first saw it, and when I was young enough, when we were watching that. I didn't understand what hardcore porn was, so I was kind of confused by it. Oh, but Jesus. Then when I got older and it clicked, it became really funny. Yeah, you know, the, when you're uh, not even a teenager or barely a teenager, some of these things go over your head because, well, frankly, yes. you shouldn't have been watching this anyway. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, going back and watching makes it, it today, there's some the, funny ones we missed, I'm sure. The, yes. the terrible part about growing up in the generation I did um, – is that when something like that came across and you weren't sure what it meant, uh, you just have endless access to the internet. So you're like, oh, yeah, what is this? Um, oh. <laughs> and then you, you learn what things are. So, yeah, back Similar in to that the time day, that you Googled had... Nambla. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, back in our day, if we wanted to get on the internet, like you had the whole dial up modem thing and you were lucky if it worked. I mean, yeah. You had like was... a 30 minute wait. Yeah. God Let alone if you wanted to actually access information. Right. And now we're recording a radio show over the internet together. Um, my, how far <laughs> we've come, Jason. <laughs> Very true. All right, let's talk MVPs. Jason, who is your MVP for this episode? You know, there's so many good ones. Um, I have to give it to Ned, though. Uh, I yeah. don't remember if we ever get to hear Ned's original voice again. Good question. Um, so uh, I'm thinking that we don't, or I can't remember it anyway. If um, we do, it's got to be something small. Yeah. So, I mean, this is the only episode I remember it in, and for no other purpose than that, and, uh, you know, having the Mexican staring frog flipped around and making him go catatonic, <laughs> I'm giving it to Ned. Uh, fight scene and all, so I'm giving it to him. I think, I think that's a worthy winner there. How about you, Matt? Um, so I actually kind of chose an interesting one here. Um, I went with the Jesus and Pals producer. Okay. Okay. Um, she's kind of the one who, you know, sets up the too hot for TV. Um, kind of, she's kind of the one that drives the change into turning it into, uh, a Jerry Springer show. Um, and then obviously the one who, you know, uh, kind of pits them against each other there at that, uh, when they're all invited onto the show and gets Cartman to throw the chair at Ned and, and all of that goodness. Um, so I went with the, uh, that's what I went with. I guess really she is kind of the driving force behind that entire plot line. Yeah. Which especially, and I, I know when I was watching, I thought, yeah, she has some MVP potential, but I just hated the character so much I couldn't do it, couldn't think about it. <laughs> so, and this may come as no surprise to you at all. My MVP was the Montel guy. 
because <laughs> he's he's just such a random piece and such a small role, but it makes such an impact in my mind that I still think of that to this day. Um, so congratulations, Montel guy. All right, I think that's it. I think we are to the point where we get to reveal where our episode fell. Take we are. Away, so, uh, below Drew's standards here, uh, this episode finished at the current number 12 spot. Out of 19. We've ranked 19 episodes. Wow, we've done like 20 podcasts. What the hell? I'll start with my thoughts here. I'm surprised that you were as down on this episode as you were, Matt. Especially as much as you loved Volcano. Volcano. And Jimbo and Ned's, you know, the way they played off each other there. And this is different. It's not quite the same. I figured, you know, it would come in lower than Volcano, but I didn't expect you to come in with a sub-30 score. Um, I feel pretty good about my rankings. I think my character scores were probably a little high, and I did highlight a couple I might go back and adjust. But in terms of, you know, you look at the episodes here that it's around, honestly, it's probably in in good place, in a good place. Um... I feel like it's clearly better than our last six episodes we have ranked there. And it falls right <laughs> between Cartman's Mom's a Dirty Slut and Starvin' Marvin. And I think that's okay. What do you think, Matt? I, w- I would agree. Um, obviously, I, I gave it a lower score than what the average came out to. Um, but I think you're right. Where it um, where it falls composite-wise, um, I, I think it's right where it belongs. Yeah. Yeah, I'm wondering it, if there's been any other episodes that we've been this far apart on. Pink Eye was one of them. Um, but that might be the only other mm-hmm. one where we've been far off. And yeah, that was one where you were super high and I was super low. Uh, yeah. Jason, do you, I don't know if you have this pulled up on your computer or not. Jason, any thoughts here on where the episode finished up? Um, well, I don't really have it pulled up at the moment. But, uh, I mean, you know, good all-around episode. Um I guess in my mind, I felt like maybe it would have been just a touch higher, but certainly didn't expect this one to be, you know, top three, top five. Um, yeah. I, oh, you know, middle, my... middle of the pack to slightly above is how I guess I would have expected. So. Yeah, and I think once we get further into it, you know, we'll probably have some more lower episodes coming in. Um, I've said it a thousand times. Season two season... is a damn good season. I mean... It is. And all my scores are going to be high because there's so much of a nostalgia factor there for me. Um, And so I am going to be surprised when something comes in low like that. This is our second lowest season two episode so far. Wow. But the other three season, or the other four season two episodes have all been phenomenal and they make up four of our top six. So, all right. Um, Any other thoughts on this episode as we finish up? Um, I do not. Okay. Jason? Thanks for having me. I've uh, really enjoyed this and um, glad it's, I could be a, a part of this. So It's been a blast. I can't wait to have you back on, uh, you know, maybe later in season two, season three, whatever happens. Um, yeah, it's been it's been a fun. Like I said at the beginning, it's kind of been a, a dream to get you in here and uh, work towards this thing that we thought up so long ago. So um, <clears throat> I'll go ahead and say what I always say here and thank everybody for listening to the podcast. Um, we keep growing little bit by little bit and we appreciate that. Uh, please remember, you know, if you like what we do here, you want to help us out a little bit, go to anchor.fm and support us. Um, you know, maybe if you're looking to make your own pod, 
you know, Anchor is a great place to go to start that. So look into that too. Um, help us pay our editor. He would appreciate that. Uh, if you want to be more involved with the show, you can check out our blog at www.thespiritofsouthpark.com. You can follow us on Twitter at the SOSP. And we have a Discord server where fun things sometimes happen, and you can submit your play-along scores and just chat about South Park if you'd like to. Matt, can you talk a little bit about how the Discord server works? Yeah, the Discord server is awesome. So um, it, if you're not familiar with what Discord is, um, it's basically like a customizable chat room in a way um, where we can also um, have uh, audio rooms and, and voice chat Um which is what we use to talk to each other right now. Um, and so kind of as that grows, uh, we're, you know, we're just looking to uh, you know, connect with all of you and, and kind of you know, learn some more about our fans. Because um, you know, we, we want to learn about you guys too, right? Um, and your experience with South Park and, and how you're enjoying the, uh, the podcast. And we're always open to feedback. So if you're interested in joining that, um, we're going to get a link put on the website. Um, and uh, you can always also message us on Twitter um, to get a link to that. Um, but yeah, we'd love to have you. Definitely. Uh, the Discord's growing. It's a lot of fun. There's a lot of fun things that can and will happen there. Uh, so this last little portion here, I'm going to plug. <laughs> I'm going to plug a couple things uh, just because I can, because I have a podcast. Um you, we talked about Pat a little bit earlier. He shared his listener scores with us. He's been um, on the show as a guest. He's a good friend of ours. He actually started a podcast recently. Um, it's a NASCAR podcast, so if that's your thing. But it's called Talking NASCAR with Burn and Big Tay. And unfortunately for Pat, I have about as much interest, and I actually told him this, I have about as much interest in NASCAR as I do in mutilating my own genitalia. <laughs> so... I'm probably not going to be listening, but I figured the least I could do is plug his podcast here. If you're a NASCAR fan, uh, check it out. They're only like two episodes in, but they're going to start following with this season. And uh, yeah, so check out Talking NASCAR with Burn and Big Tay, spelled T-E. Um, I also want to plug something here that has nothing to do with anything other than the fact that I love it. Um, one of my favorite bands broke up like back in like 2005, and three of the members have gotten back together and started a new band. They're called Blisskrieg. Um, if you've heard of Tantric before, which unless you were alive in like the late 90s, early 2000s, you probably haven't. Um, but yeah, they just released uh, a new album or are releasing it here on the 22nd. And I'm a huge fan of them and I have a podcast and I want to say, hey, check these guys out. So if you think that's kind of your thing, give it a listen. Uh, last thing, as always, thanks to our editor, Matt Caruso. Um, once again, he did a great job with our ad and makes us sound good um, every time he edits something. So thank you again, Matt. And thank you to Alexander Nakarada for the theme song. And we will see you next time. As always, uh, for Jason, for Matt, be safe, be healthy, be a good person. Mm-hmm.